0: Ryan Stanton here with ASAP Frontline, joined by another one of our uh, regulars, folks that have kind of, uh, we've grown uh, together through the ASAP Frontline podcast uh, with the evolution of uh, pain management, uh, opioid stewardship, and, uh, and the ALTO program with Dr. Mark Rosenberg. Uh, I don't know how many this is, like four or five for you. Um, along with uh, Dr. Alexis LaPietra, um, who we've done several podcasts, but we are now graduating uh, as, the, um, as one of the uh, real architects of the alto of program, starting off as the news article back a number of years ago, uh, slightly misleading news articles, but at the same time, what became uh, Alto is now, uh, is now growing up. And so we wanted to talk about that project. So get, let's give us a little background on uh, what is going on um, with Alto and the new evolution of things to come.
1: Well, thanks for having me today. This is, um, let me kind of give some background here. With the support of ASEP, I was appointed to the HHS, so Health and Human Services, intra-agency best practice pain management task force.
0: At least this isn't easy. Uh,
1: So (laughs) the, the goal here for this task force was to take specialists from all over the House of Medicine and combine them together into best practices. The model behind it was that each it was individualized for each patient and it used a multimodal, multidisciplinary approach. And it modeled it after what we do in the emergency department, our ALTO principles. There were five key pillars. It was combining pharmacy, and what pharmacy can add to this, along with restorative therapies, so P.M. and R. physical therapy, interventional pain, behavioral health, and complementary pain, and combining this uh, pain management and combining this all together. Now, all this sounds like a, a mouthful, but let's explain. In the emergency department, the principles of alto were combining a series of different medications, layering on different therapies, whether it's um, giving a nerve block or using a patch, and now taking what we did in the emergency department and bringing it upstairs into the house. Mm -hmm. So somebody comes into the emergency department with a fractured femur. It's not orthopedics' job to manage the femur pain. It's the entire house of the hospital, combining all those five pillars that I just said and this is what we had done in the emergency department in the early phases of alto so they're taking that now and moving it upstairs so that each individual specialty comes up with their own alto protocols using the multidisciplinary multimodal individualized approach so it sounds like a lot let me take it back and just talk about obgyn mhm That has nothing to do with emergency medicine, but emergency medicine was able to manage pain without reliance on opioids. Now let's challenge OBGYN to do the same thing. When we've done this in certain hospitals, what we found is OBGYN, and particularly in those who are uh, post-C-section, they were able to decrease the reliance on opioids by 85%. Let's take orthopedics. If we challenge orthopedics to decrease the use of opioids by using their own alto principles, they're able to decrease on an average of about 50% their opioid reliance. So, Using the principles of HHS, using the challenge of what the emergency department could do for the rest of medicine, we're able to see the entire hospital decrease its opioid reliance uh, based on the challenges that the emergency department does with ALTO.
0: Interestingly, it's really just a, an organization of a lot of the organic evolution uh, of, of these sorts of things because we started pulling in ALTO-type principles, uh, but then, then we started doing the blocks, the femoral nerve blocks for the, uh, for the hip fractures. And then that got transitioned to anesthesia doing the, the catheters in the OR or the next morning for more longer, longer-term longer pain management, there was a little bit of resistance from orthopedics at first because of that whole stigma of if I numb the leg, how can I tell if something's going bad? Right. Um, and everybody kind of came around to that, and then... Uh, the other research and data that's come out that, of understanding what is the average usage of opioid-based medications, one of the bigger risks is having extra uh, pain medications sitting around the house. We know 75% of first usage is from a family uh, medicine cabinet, family or friend. And um, so, say, a gallbladder surgery... Um, The average of 35 to 40 tablets of a prescription being written and the average taken is about eight pills. And understanding that we can tweak and decrease the amount written based on what's actually averaged used. So this sounds like really more of a evolution of what was kind of organically happening to begin with.
1: So, wow. Uh, What we started in the emergency department a few years ago, this whole new concept of let's use alternatives and multimodal approach and multidisciplinary approach to managing pain has now grown up to be the entire house of medicine. And Ryan, everything you just said, but we have done something that has revolutionized pain in the hospital. And it started out as grassroots in the emergency department. We as emergency physicians have to be Tremendously proud of the fact that we now have changed how pain management is done throughout the entire House of Medicine.
0: Interestingly, the report, I've actually got the report pulled up right now. If you want to look it up, hhs.gov, then look for the PMTF Final Report 2019 released on May 23, 2019. It's about 108 pages um, of information. A lot of it, of course, is uh, background and uh, appendices and things like that. Uh, but talking about these summaries as well as some uh, testimonial-based uh, stories, and what does this, as we move forward, we're talking about really tearing down a lot of the silos in medicine as a recurrent, recurring theme. Um, that success is through collaboration and understanding the patient experience. And management is not a siloed experience, but more of a longitudinal uh, through various phases of the process. Um, so tearing down those actual silos is the key uh, in terms of even the uh, acute and chronic pain management uh, in the emergency department and hospital settings.
1: That's it. And um, and let's go back to how we started Alto. It was tearing down the silos, but we were only looking at the emergency department. Mm-hmm. Now we're tearing down the silos throughout the entire hospital, and we're creating you said a uh, longitudinal, individualized, multimodal, multidisciplinary response to pain. But again, emergency medicine is the first to start this, and the House of Medicines following. I, I couldn't be more proud.
0: Where do we go from here, and how do we get this into kind of more widespread distribution among our hospitals, emergency departments? As we, you know, as we were talking about just before I started recording, is that, uh, is that we are working on Kentucky, or working on through the Kentucky Hospital Association, a program, uh, kind of a statewide recommendations, uh, guidelines, um, and of course we're, we're relying heavily on the ALTO from the ER standpoint, but it sounds like much more than even that with the um, the hospital-based of being able to put these things into action. How do we make this going from a report from HHS to... Um, to more actual widespread institution within our uh, facilities?
1: So um, part of the uh, HHS report is that this has to get disseminated through the House of Medicine. And HHS is working on that. There is a lot of grant money that's going to be disseminated along with this initiative. And I think we're going to see over the next six months or so a lot more um, efforts uh, to get this Uh, information out to not only emergency departments but hospitals across the
0: country that being said as as this evolves and uh, you and Dr. LaPietra are are clearly uh, very active uh, movers and shakers actually tomorrow we're talking to Dr. Hawk as well about some of her work with uh, medication assisted uh, treatment transition bridge clinics and that sort of thing um, as you have been so active in this where where do you see the next uh, evolution as we are now into the first year where likely nationwide we will have a decrease in uh, opioid associated deaths for the first time in decades mm-hmm. where what are the next uh, uh, evolutions and um, and iterations and and where do we go from here
1: you know i I think that sky's the limit I think we are seeing a decrease in opioid reliance across the country and um i've heard numbers of a 30 36% reduction of opioids um, and we're doing more complex multidisciplinary pain management and i see us as a uh, organization of medicine just getting better with less reliance on opioids and that was our goal early on um, unfortunately for a whole different topic we're still seeing an increase in deaths from overdose from many different drugs and We hit the 70,000 death um, number for last year. Uh, 70,000 people died from overdoses. The opioids is a smaller part of that. Uh, But I think what we're going to better understand is if we were able to conquer the opioid death rate and be able to bring that down by better prescribing and and, and more diligent support of those people who are addicted and dependent, Now the next question is, is can we do this with other drugs like methamphetamine um, and other drugs of abuse and cocaine that we're now seeing plaguing our society and more and more deaths coming from that? That's a whole different topic, but if we can conquer opioids, as I believe we are, can we conquer um, the significantly high overdose uh, death rate from different medications for a whole different conversation?
0: Now we've mentioned the report that's out there. Um, what's your uh, messaging to the emergency physicians, administrators, other providers that are listening to the podcast in terms of what they do with the fact that we've pointed to a report? But now, what the hell do I do with it?
1: Well, I, I think this now sets a standard that all hospitals across the country can reach for. How do we knock down the silos? and work together as an organization, putting together pharmacy and physical therapy and interventional radiology and anesthesia, behavioral health, complementary medicine, and come up with a best practice of how to manage pain in our institutions. We can do this. It all starts in the emergency department. Alto principles are proven that they are successful in managing pain. Let's bring them through the hospital system. Uh, improve pain for our patients uh, and decrease the reliance on dangerous drugs like opioids.
0: Are you guys still seeing the persistent and the consistent successes that you've had uh, up at St. Joseph, ever since you initiated the Alto program? I think I think the final number was somewhere between eighty-two. 82? I was going to say eighty percent. Yeah. It's-
1: so um, we were we were able to hold that eighty-two percent reduction in opioid usage in in our institution. With better patient satisfaction, and um, but I think the real key is is we were able to get the rest of our house of medicine at St. Joseph's to improve their or decrease their reliance on opioids, uh, but that has remained consistent. We don't think of it as alto protocols anymore. We now think of it as just how we manage pain, and uh, so. But I'm seeing this as well with my colleagues throughout the country who have started to decrease their reliance on opioids. Uh, we have changed the world as emergency medicine. We have created a structure of managing pain uh, that is now being emulated and copied by the other specialties in the House of Medicine.
0: How can folks, uh, I mentioned the address, look at PMTF-HHS final report, and you can find uh, that data. Interestingly, while we were talking, I sent this uh, sent a report to our, my KHA uh, friends, because we were talking about it actually earlier today in a meeting uh, in the uh, protocol, statewide protocols and uh, approach to uh, pain management and tr- tracking and metrics within the state of Kentucky. Uh, clearly a- an epicenter of the opioid epidemic, but throughout uh, as well, so an important topic to consider um, throughout the country. How can folks uh, get more information from you if they have thoughts, concerns, interest, otherwise?
1: Well, uh, I think the best way is to go through my ASAP email, which is mrosenberg, M-R-O-S-E-N-B-E-R-G, at asap.org, um, and I'm happy to respond to any questions that you guys have or to reference this report or talk about our individual experiences. You can also get involved more with the pain and addiction section of, the, of ASAP, uh, Alexis LaPietra is chair and she'll be leaving at the end of this year, Um, and I believe it's Eric Kitchen who comes on as chair of that section. So that section has done a lot of great work, and there is also lots of tools that you can get from the ASEP website, Uh, best practice tools, and also an app on how to better manage pain.
0: Any closing thoughts? Uh, Anything that um, we didn't we didn't hit on with regards to this report because interestingly he walked into the room and told me about the told me about the report because I've actually been looking uh, looking for it because you'd mentioned it was it was coming and uh, so I want to make sure we got all the adequate points and and thoughts and ideas that uh, you'd like for all our frontline folks to have in mind.
1: I think we covered it and uh, I'm going to repeat myself for the third time. We as emergency medicine have changed the world when it comes to um, management of acute pain, and we need to be proud of that, and continue to be diligent and good stewards on how we manage pain. And when you have a chance to listen to Kate, and she talks about um, using uh, MAT in the emergency department and the work that she has been doing, I think that will round off our principles on how to deal with opioids. Remember, it's a three-legged stool. We need to prevent opioid abuse, and and, and by not using opioids when we don't need it. We need to treat uh, those who are addicted or dependent on opioids. And the third, and maybe the most important part, is to do harm reduction and dispense naloxone uh, and to help get people in needle exchange programs. And a lot more work needs to be done on the harm reduction. Prevention, treatment,
0: harm reduction. Yeah, absolutely, and thank you once again, We'll probably see here in a few months what the next iteration and evolution is, and we'll get you uh, back on here. As for me, you can contact me, youreverydaymedicine at gmail.com, youreverydaymedicine at gmail.com, at everydaymed on Twitter, uh, Frontline, available on SoundCloud and iTunes, so subscribe. Uh, I know there's a ton more of you listening out there, uh, just looking at the numbers, ton more listening than are, are actually following and subscribed. Uh, So make it easy, subscribe to it so it's automatically downloaded to your device and uh, take a listen on your way in and out of work or at the gym or um, wherever uh, you like to listen to uh, your podcast. Until next time, I'm Dr. Ryan Stanton, and this has been some ASAP Frontline.